0: I was, okay. there we go okay <laughs> i've got you
1: All right. <laughs> hey
0: how are you doing
1: good how are you
0: doing very well doing very well will you do your nails as, we, as you're waiting
1: yeah i was <laughs> like um this is a little messed up
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> well it's glad to be able to get uh to, to, to chat with you just to um at least getting in before you blow up and then, you know, you'd get a whole entourage, and you know, so. so. <laughs> yeah, but as I said, you know, the way I, I, I've done my stuff, um, so I, as a therapist, I'm I'm, I'm always ask, in, interviewing people all the time just to see what's going on, but it's always stuff in the beginning and then I don't prepare notes, it just flows as, as well and stuff. But uh, I think for us, must be the music, it's like, how how is it that you manage to be one in a million to become a singer, songwriter and be able to do the stuff where most of us don't. So it's like going back to the beginning and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. So Cleveland, Ohio, that where you born and raised?
1: Yes, I am. Born and raised.
0: Okay. Okay. So it's, um, it's far from LA. It's far from New York. It's far from Atlanta. It doesn't seem like it's where stars are born. So <laughs> How did you start off in the music in this, uh, music as a kid?
1: Oh, so as a kid, um my family was was very musical. My grandmother was a dancer. Uh, um, your mother, grandmother was
0: a, what kind of dance that grandmother was?
1: my grandmother did African dance, so she was the first person to kind of bring African dance to Cleveland. Wow. And I um, at the high schools and different colleges and so um so, yeah, my grandmother was a dancer, uh, my father was a musician, my grandfather was um, one of the original members of the OJs. What? Uh, yeah, he had to come back because my mom was being born, but he was a part of the original group, Howard Johnson. And so um, I always had music around me. Um, it was always there within me. My father would um, train me as early as one years old, take me up to the attic and... Play notes and ask me to sing them back. Wow! And um, so I, I I started playing uh, keys when I was about five. Okay. And um, from fr- I, I, I say you know from maybe about nine I've been writing, um, and then I formed a group.
0: <laughs> okay, okay. So if we um, go back to when you're about you know five nine and you and you and you're, you're learning to play the piano was this stuff that you wanted to do as a kid or did you think oh goodness you know parents are trying to get me into singing
1: yeah no like I I loved it I always wanted to um play the piano always always wanted to play the piano and um I learned by ear okay you know listening to songs and trying to replay what I heard and stuff like that. So yeah, it was me. It was all me. <laughs> okay. Okay.
0: And then and then but you mentioned that you started to write when you were nine. How, how did that come about?
1: Oh man. So I had my group. <laughs> I, like, you know, I wanted to perform like I don't know. It was just in me. I wanted to um create an album. So at I nine? started Yeah at nine <laughs> for free. Okay. I wanted to um, write us some songs so that we could go perform them. Um, I was arranging the girls. I was arranging like, okay, you sing the top note, I'll sing the middle. You sing the ba- like. I was, I was just there. It was.
0: <laughs> what was um, what was your dad's – Because if since he was part of I mean a legendary group, he probably could have seen. How was he? Did he think this was good or did he think, come on? What what, what was their impression of, of what you were doing at night?
1: So my grandfather, he didn't necessarily know about my group. Um, My group was more so at school. Um, My childhood, after a while, it got pretty lonely because my parents were out working and they were doing what they had to do to make ends meet. So I was kind of like a solo uh, Solitaire and all of the things that I was doing, but I was always a creative child, always had a big imagination. And you know what I can say? Disney movies really influenced me musically. Oh, I sh- how so? Because I, I think the arrangements were so attractive to me. Okay. Um, it was almost like uh, it was a magic in the Disney movies that reminded me of why I was on the planet, if that makes sense. I would hear certain things and I'd be like, yo, I wanna do that. Like, I wanna make that, I wanna sing that, I wanna be a part of that. And so, um, I think Disney movies was a huge impact on me as far as wanting to create music.
0: Did you have any that you can remember? Any of the any productions or Disney stuff that you can remember?
1: Yeah, I actually um, just revisited a movie last night Um, It was called Alice in Wonderland. Okay, okay. And the music to me, um, it reminds me of like 1920s, 1940s. Um, Even the first song that comes on, Alice in Wonderland. It's all of this like classical and harmonies and it's just so beautiful to me. And that was just kind of like, yeah, I want to do that. (laughs) <laughs> so if, No,
0: I mean that's that's impressive. And and as you were looking at the Disney stuff, on the contemporary side, were there any sort of people that you were watching? Um, I I don't know how you are to think about who who was out at, when you were nine years old. What what, what were, who were the R and B singers or classical or singers out that you you would have looked uh, at? Well,
1: well, I I think that when I was younger. I didn't necessarily see that again outside of Disney movies until I actually went to college and I started to go for music. That's when I got reintroduced to the classical music that I loved. Um, I love Beethoven. Love, 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 Beethoven. And that was a classical composer for me that just really attracted me you know, just his choices and the things that he would decide. It was so different and it stood out to me. Um, But the closest thing I had to that was jazz and blues. Okay. So that was something that was played in my household. And so um, I loved uh, Louis Armstrong and I loved Billie Holiday. And then uh, more contemporary, I loved, you know, Whitney Houston and I loved Mariah Carey and I loved um voice to men i loved hearing harmonies okay. you know and uh certain blue notes that's why rhythm and blues mm, was attracted to me because it had the blues element in it so okay. so yeah.
0: if we go back to then to sort of high school because that's that's a little coming of age type of stuff what were you did you try and perform in school what, what were you trying to do musically
1: yeah um there was a, a we have a school called the cleveland school of arts and i wanted to go there really really bad but you had to stay in the district Um. and i but my school did have choir um we did um I, i participated in choir i think for three out of the four years of high school um so we had that we we did um a lot of gospel songs in high school and um i think i think after i think like after high school when i got into college that's when i was really kind of like okay i'm gonna go for this like full-on full-fledged
0: see when you're <laughs> describing high school you almost almost as if it was a, a it sounded as if it wasn't the it didn't sound going like up. it almost felt like it was going down and it's like based on how you describe high school which is which is quite strange <laughs>
1: yeah i had i had an interesting high school career um because i was so different you know oh. i i you know a lot of the kids were into um trends and fads and fashion and you know things that were cool like technology and stuff like that and i just i just wanted to make music You know, even when I was in class, I wanted to make music. I was a very intelligent kid. So I would be, you know, with the intelligent kids, quote-unquote intelligent kids, because I think everybody's intelligent. (laughs) You know, they would separate us from everybody else, because we had different classes. Okay. So that kind of separated me from the popular crowd. But then um, I joined the dance squad and band um and so that kind of got me back in the popular but because I was in the interesting you know the the intelligent classes I guess for lack of Mm a better term it was just always I never completely fit into a category okay and so it was different for me and the music kind of it was there but it kind of got lost because it was you know I had a I had an interest in high school career. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. Then,
0: but then at this point, was it, did you ever envision it as I'd actually want to make something out of this or was just, you know, you're in high school, you're playing around, you can sing a little bit? What was I, it?
1: It was always, it has, as early as I can remember, it has always been, this is who I am, this is what I want to do. As I got older and got You know more closer to the industry i was able to better define you know because i thought it i thought that i just wanted to be a singer but i didn't realize that all singers don't write their own music and i love writing you know so i was like uh and you know sometimes with your career if you're going so you know depending on your your rate how fast you're going you could possibly not have time to create the music and other people have to create it for you while you go to mm. interviews and shows and things like that. So I had, to, I got to be able to better define um, how I wanted to be be an artist. Um, but I've always known that I wanted to create music, always.
0: So here we are at nine, you're writing. When you get to college, are you, are you, did you, were you still writing in high school going into college? And, yes. and and what were you doing with the stuff you were writing?
1: Um, well, I, I I met uh I met my husband, who was my husband at the time.
0: Okay, <laughs> that's, that's quite young. <laughs> okay, <laughs> he was
1: my husband at the time, but I met him, and um, he was a, a singer, songwriter, engineer, and he was actually it's so funny because the first time I I came over his house, you know, he sent me some stuff online found him online. He sent me some stuff. I was like, yo, this is dope. Like who records you? And he was like, I record myself. So I was like, uh, where do you live? Like, can okay. we- <laughs> I, I was writing and I was producing at that point, but I was not recording.
0: Oh, okay. What does that mean?
1: So like, I wasn't going to, uh, music, uh, studios to actually record my music.
0: Okay. So I would
1: I was just, you know, perform at home. I would have my keyboard and I would have my little notebook and I would write my songs and I would sing them to myself. I would maybe record on my phone. Okay. Gone and actually made a song. Okay. So he was that point for me. Um, So I went to go meet him and he was, when I met him, he was on FaceTime with Christina Milian. And I was like, who is this dude? and we got off the he, he got off the phone and we spoke or whatever and he was like yeah i really do this for real so if you're going to come in you got to be serious and and i was like i'm ready so he developed me as far as a recording artist showed me how to record myself he would engineer my vocals and then i had songs
0: okay but then anyway, what about the if we go if we go back a little bit about the actual the singing, because I, I, I noticed that people have the gift to be able to sing, but people go to vocal places, vocal coaches to help them with their breathing and the tone. Mm-hmm. And did you have any of that, uh, or did you just, just went from writing, sing on your own, to recording?
1: Um, I think choir um, kind of taught me some things. Um, but a lot of stuff I literally just picked up on my own listening to different artists and hearing what made the difference with their voice and their tone and their delivery and picking up the things that I, I wanted to have for my own sound. So, you know, this has just always been a program in my brain, like figure this out and go do it. So I I think over the years, I, I've definitely had, um, People kind of teach me certain things. Um, one one of the guys who I met uh, maybe in 2015, I want to say, his name is Dan Shay. Um, Dan Shea, he produced everybody: Mariah Carey, Celine Dion, Boys to Men, um, Jennifer Lopez. And being in the studio with him, I, I shared maybe about four weeks with him he taught me a lot in a in a a short amount of time I've always been a quick picker-upper but he showed me some things like smiling when you record so that you can seem happy and focusing on your vowels um the words so that people can understand what you're saying and um you know he taught me a, a lot of things that made a difference with my tonality and what I'm able to do as far as recording. So, yeah, but pretty much I was just self-taught. self-taught. Okay.
0: So we get you in college and you, you, you met your husband before he was your real husband. Were you mm-hmm. still in college or you finished college?
1: Um, I was still in college. So that actually made me, it didn't make me, but it influenced me to quit because Everything that they were teaching me in school that I was paying $30,000 for, <laughs> he was teaching me at home, at, at his home. So I was learning all of the programs and I was like, you know what? I need to fully focus and put everything into learning right here. I felt like I found my tribe, I found my, my team. And so that, that's what I, I did, I quit, I quit school. <laughs> Okay,
0: okay. So what 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 did you go for what what was you what were you studying?
1: I was just I was studying recording arts and technology.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. And so you call your parents and say, I'm quitting college to get <laughs> self-talk by this guy who who I met uh, online and, and they said go, 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 go. What what, what, what was oh,
1: that like? Oh, no, they did not say go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm what was Uh-oh. that? <laughs> they, you know, of course they they wanted me to follow my dreams, but they also wanted me to have a backup plan, you know, and and eventually over over the years I had to eventually tell my mom, like, look, mommy, you know, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna put 110% in this, and I'm going, I'm willing to sacrifice everything. And I said, you know, when I'm on the phone with you, I was like, you have two choices at this point. I was like, you can either support me and encourage me um, because this is my decision and I'm not changing it, or I can't call you as much because it it's it's discouraging me to hear you say things like, you know, you need a plan B, you need a backup plan, blah, 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 blah. I was like, there is no plan B. There's this or nothing. Wow. Wow. um you know from then on my mom was fully 100 supportive but i was glad that i was brave enough to have that talk with with her (laughs) because yeah
0: yeah you you know you've got me shaking like you're saying it's this or nothing but then what was this what was it that you were what were you seeing that no one else could see that at that point that you were going to do
1: well you know i think people think that it's just a one in a million chance that that you can be successful in solely creating music and supporting your life um and it is probably one in a million you know but it's not by chance you know it's by your mindset it's by your ability to keep going when things are hard it's by your work ethic and your diligence you know and those are the things that made an extreme difference you know from me versus maybe somebody else that was thinking that they were going to do this and they got discouraged for whatever reason and they quit
0: you know where does talent come in because all the will in the world if you don't have the natural ability to sing write music and and actually visualize arrangements you 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 know (laughs) you're stuck
1: we're, so you're asking me where does talent come in?
0: Yeah, because, you know, you, we're, we're going back to, you know, you come from a, a very creative family, from grandparents mm-hmm. and from five and, and, and nine, you know, you've, you've had this in you. And so and then you also have this academic and a, a background as well. So I could see how the ability to focus and, and, and really solve problems are there. But you've also got you backed it up with your creative talent. And I Mm -hmm. I can see how those two together can really stop pushing doors. Um, But if you didn't have that within you, um, that gift to write, you know, because I've spoken to a lot of songwriters and they say, yeah, you know, um, I was sitting at a piano and the song came and I am like, but I can't do that. I can, you know, so it's not, it doesn't seem as if we can all do it. So did you notice that you had, there was a gift you had that...
1: I yeah. I did I did I I I was um blessed with definitely a gift. Um but I've seen so many people with gifts that don't make it.
0: Yeah, that's true. You know,
1: and and when I say make it, what I mean is you literally have to make it up in your mind. And that's another thing that Disney helped me with was um activating my imagination you know if you don't visualize yourself and where you want to be and how you want it to be if you don't use your imagination to conjure up those things um you're not making it you know it's not being made by your mind and Mm. even so yes i i i can say that i am talented um and i was blessed with talent but even if i was not blessed with talent um Anybody can make the life that they see for themselves. anybody can mm. you just have to be um one hundred percent dedicated to your own vision
0: mm. that's all yeah and, and 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 you know that's that's really powerful about the hope that being able to see it and and then believe it and and I guess you know if I look back at it as a therapist and i'm i 'm dealing with somebody who's struggling with self esteem or depression there is that that sense of what's your, what's your long-term goal. So we, we we're working towards stuff because if you're depressed and you think life is crazy, that's it, nothing's going right. If you don't have a hope and a future, it's quite easy to give up and mm-hmm. stuff. So I, yeah, it's really powerful. Mm-hmm. So I'm yeah. seeing your, your folks, your mum coming on board and says, okay, <laughs> I believe in you and stuff. And that was the motivation. You, you quit college and, oh,
1: Okay. okay. I can't <laughs> put my
0: phone down. Don't disturb. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, I thought I was talking. Yeah. So you quit college. You you with 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 your husband then, and he, and he's teaching you to record. Yeah. What were you so in in that point? Were you just then learning, okay, how to operate the the how to do the recording, or what what were you learning in 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 those in those times?
1: Oh my gosh, I was learning so much. You know the main thing. That I was learning. I was learning that experiences have such a big role in what you're able to create and write about. So I was learning that, yeah, you can go do work, do work, do work, but you have to go live life. Um, you have to um, accomplish things within your spirit, within your heart, within your mind, so that you can be able to go to these different places. Cause, because with art, people want you to take them somewhere and, and, and probably somewhere where they're, they're, they're maybe not be able to take themselves at the time. Mm -hmm. So I think that it was so important for me because I was cultivating love with my husband and I learned how important that is when you are pursuing your dreams and pursuing your passion, having a partner to kind of back you up and stand by your side when you feel like giving up or you feel like quitting or you don't feel encouraged um but but aside from that I was also learning to um work with different programs and record myself and um how to finish a song and structure and all of that stuff so I that it was like school for me
0: <laughs> and now most people will start thinking that well isn't it just like you just start a song you sing it to the end then you just record that and then that's it so i mean but you're, you're making it seem as if you almost chop it into little pieces and have to patch it up like a jigsaw yeah,
1: yeah. well me for me i do because i think every i want to make the most of every moment i want to make the most of every hook i want to make the most of every verse you know i want to make sure that people get that feeling in each, um, moment of the song, mm. you know, and so you got to learn how to take people up and down with a good story, you know, you have the beginning, you have the climax, mm. you know, you have the rise, and then you come down, and you have your conclusion, so that was, I had to apply that to, to songwriting, because you can write a song, but what makes it a good song, what makes it a song that people want to revisit, and replay over and over again, and that's that invoking that emotion and having that that uh, momentum and that that mm. energy flowing, that movement mm. of you know intro, take me up,
0: yeah, bring,
1: I'll take me up again, and you know conclude, yeah. make me feel like ah, oh, that was the greatest ride ever,
0: yeah. So, <laughs> but when when you were learning this recording process were you perf- going to do any performances because it's one thing to be in a studio like recording but where were you performing
1: i was performing locally i did a lot of local performing and that was another thing you know I was, <laughs> from, from local performing i was learning like oh okay all of these mics don't sound the same all of the mm. You know the different crowds and what they react to. So I was learning how to um, pick what song was best for what crowd and um, a, a stage pres- presence, stage presence, and you know how to fight through nerves. You know because at the beginning when I would sing and I was nervous, my voice would crack. Okay. So I had to learn how to get through that and.
0: Yeah, but you said learn. Who was taking you through this? Because what how. So you've quit school um, and you were learning recording where were you actually Where was your first gig what what, what happened? How was that?
1: Uh, my first gig
0: yeah, so so here you are okay I'm, I want to go this full time. I'm learning now with mm-hmm. you know, with my then husband
1: well, I was going to say that I performed as a child, so because of my grandmother um being so influential with African dance, um, we were on the news we had oh. to perform um, we did a lot of college performances when I was like seven I would be in big stages doing African dancing and things like that so I had performed a great deal of my life even in high school we did a lot of school plays and um I would you know I would get solos and stuff like that so I was just picking up along the way my mom would put me in competitions sometimes here and there
0: yeah
1: um so I would do that and then um once I was kind of, like, on my own, like, out of the house, out of my mom's house, um, I would get, like, local, local gigs, and I would just pick up stuff from there, like, learn how to perform, and I did House of Blues, and I did, um, we have a, a, a big, big church called the Trinity Cathedral, it was, like, 600 people there, and it was televised, and, you know, so I've done, I've done things, I've just, you know, literally it was like throwing me to the wolves and yeah. how to survive <laughs> yeah. literally.
0: now but i wonder though in those crowds those are safe you know it was performing in a church they're they chairs for, for a lot of things in school and uh-huh. stuff but then were you when you were going into the sort of house of blues and performing was it your own stuff or cover songs
1: it, uh, what, I, what, what, I, I always performed my own stuff i always, didn't perform my own stuff, like, one time, so I've always, because that's very important to me, like, my writing, and me putting, like, I just love um, presenting my creations, because that's the music that I feel the most, mm. so I was always um, performing original music, and um, that's funny that you bring up the this, this safe crowd, because I don't think I ever felt that, I don't think I ever felt in danger. I was always so present with what I was performing mm. that I, I don't, uh, I mean, I was aware beforehand, like, okay, this is this type of audience and they like this type of music, but, you know, I never really thought about, oh, this is a church. Because even though it was a church, the people weren't church people.
0: Okay. Like
1: church congregations we the the show had just rented
0: out the venue okay it was so- i thought it was a sunday morning you were singing yeah. and they're like well we'll cheer yeah. you up." yeah
1: but yeah <laughs> okay
0: so here i am so I'm I'm, I'm I'm and i always wonder how it is like when you do perform your own stuff because um when you do have an audience they are you have a very short period of time for them to say okay do we know this one what's she singing is that Whitney is that and you're singing on stuff, and unless you have um, a very distinct voice or you are you've got a really good band to go with um it can go either way Mm
1: -hmm. when you were
0: performing were you using a backing track or did you get your piano how are you delivering and how and, and what kind of were you up bent tempo, or was it slow what was it
1: yeah, actually, um I have performed with just me and my piano. I performed with a band, I've performed with um backtracks. I think my, my favorite is performing with a live band. Um that's my favorite way to perform. But I've I've done all of it, really. Um so yeah. Yeah, I've done I've done all of it. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. And I think I think my my look and my, my, the tone of my voice is so interesting to people. I think that's just what gets them involved in, in the performance if they don't know me already. Yeah. You know, kind of like, wow, what, what is that? Mm. You know, and, and, and my music is very uh, interesting. It has those little choices that attract, that attracts people so I think those are the things that kind of kept the performance on on a good I never got booed or <laughs> no. anything like that I would <laughs>
0: <laughs> now you mentioned your look and, and I guess we also have to go back to your name and, and you mentioned your grandmom teaching African dance and, I'm, and, and I guess that's a very unless you, you you well everyone's from Africa but unless they were second generation African why are you what's what's your heritage
1: um, so my, I think that my family, we are mixed with pretty much everything. Uh, yeah, we pretty much got everything. Um, but I, I came up, my dad, my dad's side of the family was, um, Muslim at first. So, um, he changed. My, my grandfather, like, changed our last names and everything like that. I grew up, like, not eating pork. And, um, and then my mom was, she went through a couple of things. I think she went through Buddhism, and then she did Christianity. Um, I think she even did, uh, I think she did something else, too, if I'm not mistaken. But we, I've, I've been exposed to a lot of different religions and a lot of different um, cultures. Um, so I think, I feel like I represent everybody. Like, I, we literally have every single thing wow. <laughs> somewhere the line. So, um, so, yeah, so that was a big part of me growing up and experiencing just different cultures, multicultural mm-hmm. experiences
0: what about your name um uh, is that you? was this nefertiti is that your the name that your parents gave you and you were using as a kid in high school and college or is yeah. it the, it is yeah mm-hmm. my
1: mom my dad named me my dad named me. i actually think i named myself <laughs> i think I. my dad like hey my name is <laughs> and um you know it was hard for me in school because you know the kids would tease me and You know, I went through the whole, I want to change my name because every time the teacher says my name, the kids laugh and it's a whole thing. And my dad said, you know, you have to wait till you grow up and you understand your name. And then if you still want to change it, then we can change it. But he was like, I want you to understand who you are first. And I didn't want to hear that at the time. (laughs) I I wanted to be like, like, jasmine or something like that. you know like the normal names that i heard yeah. every around me but i'm glad that he didn't change it um i love my name it, it embodies uh so many things for me but but especially me spiritually because i definitely feel i definitely walk in the um energy of a queen so and and nefertiti was the most powerful queen as well she was considered a pharaoh how powerful she was and um and then what she did you know Nefertiti and Akhenaten changed religion in Egypt um everybody back in Egypt in those times was um worshiping different gods so they had you know, the gods of the waters and they had the gods of the sky and they had the gods of the crops and the gods of the animals. Mm-hmm. And I think Nefertiti and and came and said, listen, how can we bring everybody together to where, you know, because religion, it brings a lot of um, conflict. Yeah. Oh, well, my god is better than yours and I'm right and you're wrong and this and that and third. And yeah. I think they were kind of thinking, like, how can we unify this all what's one thing that we can use? And they came up with the sun. Um, and so they began, because the sun touches everything and everybody equally. Mm-hmm. So, the, and the sun gives everything vitality. Mm-hmm. So I think them coming up with that was brilliant and ingenious. And I think that I follow that way um, with, as far as the music industry, you know, because I wanna bring evolution to the music industry. And I've said this since I was maybe 15, like learning how the game goes, learning how the contracts go, learning how the record labels go, learning how creators um, get cut out of the finances a lot of times and i i always said to myself when i wrote and i would study and i would be like i think that this can evolve in a good way and i think that i'll be a part of the evolution just like nefertiti was a part of the religious evolution well, in egypt so
0: so you had that back back when you were around 15 you were thinking that far ahead and stuff
1: oh yeah i was a bizarre kid <laughs>
0: <laughs> well i mean i'm i'm okay so have you spoken to so did dad did you ever go back and have a conversation with dad about why did you give him the name just after you sort of reflected on 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 Queen Nefertiti yeah. and, and and stuff? Did you ever have that sort of
1: Well my dad my dad is is an interesting man. He's a very powerful man. Um, and he wanted to make sure that he, I knew who I was so he did he wanted to make sure that um i had a name or i had a title that rose me to the occasion of life and so he was looking through some books and he found nefertiti and it means the beautiful one has come wow um, that's that's what that's that's the um uh, that's the meaning of the name and so my middle name avani it means earth so my whole name is a sentence hmm. the beautiful one has come to earth hmm. um and so that's the title that he he decided to give me
0: yeah and, and but have you guys had have you gone back and said well Kat, you know i've reflected yeah. on that i mean because i'm you know my heritage is nigerian and most of our names are very much very much named after you know the son of your grandfather or, or you, you walk in God's power so our names are really given in that sense so isn't you don't just get called Peter you know that'd be a middle name but you get a traditional name that has a meaning so it's very common for our Africans to to, to give it your kids names and meanings but yes. but it's but but I would also with that thought and hope that actually it would have come to pass just as your dad sort of looked and, and 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 gave that, and did you, as I said, having when did you realize that you know I have got a powerful name and stop stop running away from it? When did you when did that crossroad come?
1: Um, I think I took African history in the tenth grade is when. And I, and I would get, you know, <clears throat> some teachers would say, you know, you know, you have a powerful name, you know, over the years, over the years, over the years. And then I took that course and that really dove me into, let me find out who Nefertiti was, the history and that began that journey for me, and, and I, so I'll say 10th grade was when I was like, oh, okay, (laughs) because it worked into my purpose, you know, it worked into who I am, and what I'm here to do, and so many different things,
0: (laughs) and at that time, if people were making fun, how did you respond afterwards, after you sort of have an understanding? Um,
1: actually, when we were in the 10th grade, everybody was kind of grown up at that time so even if you know what i mean even if they didn't know what the name meant mm-hmm. um i think it was just kind of like oh that's different and you know we had maturity then and then yeah. you know there was a phase do you remember when michael jackson came out with remember the time yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so it's interesting because that video was actually um released on my birthday wow and i don't know if you recall in the video queen nefertiti
0: is that it might have played queen Nefertiti. okay
1: queen nefertiti and michael jackson was you know trying to get the the approval and the love of the queen yeah and so you know uh the nefertiti chains they're starting to come back now the <laughs> thing in the 90s and now it's coming back people you know Tupac has a tattoo I think Rihanna has a Nefertiti tattoo wow. I'm see all of this different like Nefertiti stuff and it's so it's it's almost a calling to me spiritually mm-hmm. like you know the world is I'm just like this so I'm just going to be myself yeah, yeah. I feel like the world you know is ready for because I I know that I'm I'm an experience you know, when I come forth and when I speak my mind and when I create music, you know, it is gonna move um the world forward. So I think that it's a it's kinda of like a calling, like, okay, we're ready. Come on. Yeah. It's your time now. <laughs> Yeah,
0: no, but it's it's and you went you, you hop back to that sense of visualization and that sense of purpose. You know, without purpose people perish if you don't have a vision, if you don't have mm-hmm. a sense If your goals aren't bigger than than you can manage, then it's quite easy to attain them. If your goal was just to finish high school, then it's like, what's next? If you think, I want to get a PhD and go to to the moon, that's a lot. So it keeps you on your toes to keep working towards that. So it's, um, I mean, we'll get to the whole music industry stuff, but... um, so, you know, you work with your husband, uh, I, and I guess after a while things changed from him just being a, a teacher to things changing. Yeah. Did you then start thinking, okay, I'm, around what year was was this? That, you know, you you you'd quit high college and you were, like, doing it working learning?
1: Um, I met my husband in 2011 i met my husband in 2011 so at that time i was kind of like okay um now that now that we're together and now that we're recording music and everything i finally had a product okay. so once i had the product that's when i could start emailing people and reaching out to people and he could email people and reach out to people and say hey we got this check it out what do you think We're you know And um so that was the start of my me walking myself into the industry. (laughs) Okay.
0: Okay. So how did that how did that so that's this is our part now, okay. How did you start taking your product? What 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 was what was happening?
1: Um so basically I began to uh, release my music. So I released maybe like one or two songs um there were different platforms at the time like SoundCloud and Reverb Nation and I would look and the song would go number 1 wow like on this site and I'd be like I'm like hey I think we're good like I think we're kind of good so <laughs> from there um I began to um you know, involve, involve different people, like involve different producers, work with different producers outside of myself and my husband. And um, I began to do like, I began to get like involved with like um, award shows. Like uh-huh. people would do like certain award shows around the city and I would win awards. And um, so I started to like, when I, when I was working with other producers, that's when i started to get reach further and higher and higher and higher in what way because they will be already accomplished in the industry so everybody was older than me like everybody else was more accomplished they had already they were well into their career more than me which was very helpful because they could just basically like lift me into what was going on so um I would reach out to them and I would send them some music and they'd be like, yo, this is amazing. And that's how, um, I got involved with Missy Elliott. That was like my first, um, celebrity encounter.
0: Okay. This is so 2011 you've seen your husband. What year was this that you, you sort of met up with Missy?
1: That was 2015. So two, 2015, I actually have a, interesting story about this <laughs> if you want to hear it yeah if not i can yeah, keep it short.
0: no keep no good this, yeah you have good all the time go okay. ahead. <laughs> all
1: right um so in 2015 one day i was sitting at home in my bed and so i am a medium as people will call it i don't call it that but people call it a medium where you're able to um communicate with the non-physical communicate with people who have trans transition and it's never been strange or bizarre to me because I've always had it I didn't know that it that everybody did it that was kind of like a find out thing for me so um so this is my normal life you know and I was in communication with Aaliyah and Aaliyah came to me and she said I want you to do a 21-day fast, fruits and water. She said, on the 21st day, that'll be my birthday. On my birthday, I'm going to connect you to Missy Elliott and Timberland, and I want you to develop a relationship with them. There's a song that we didn't finish that I want you to finish. So I'm like, how am I going to meet Missy? I'm like, what? I don't know these people. I don't know anybody who knows them. I don't know what this is, but I'm always obedient, and I followed it. That was the first time where something had been as strong as that. So I did the 21-day fast. Her birthday came January 16th. I kid you not, I have witnesses. Mm. I was... um, I was like, I don't know how this is going to happen. I don't know what I have to do. And I was on Twitter and I looked at my mentions and a friend of mine, who's a producer. Her name is Victoria's one, but she went as Lady Trauma back then. She was on Twitter. I didn't mention to her about the fast or anything. Mm. And she added me to Missy and she said, Missy, I want you to check out Nefertiti. She's a songwriter. She's really dope. Blah 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 blah. From there, literally, Missy followed me on Twitter, and she was like, "Let's." She was like, um, "Yeah, let's um, call." Because that day, Missy was looking for songwriters. She was like, "I'm looking for some songwriters." Blah, 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 blah. So that's what inclined my friend to at me, and so um, from there, uh, we did a we did a record we did like three records and it was just one record that she really really loved um and we haven't got to the Aaliyah thing yet but it, but it's coming you know so yeah that's how I okay. <laughs> that's how I got in in contact with Missy Elliott literally that's the story <laughs> so I've
0: got two parts of this the first one is did
1: mm-hmm. you
0: tell Missy about the whole experience and about the missing song
1: no not yet because it's not time yet
0: okay
1: and it's time she'll know she'll
0: know okay and then the other part is you seem more worried about meeting missy and less worried the fact that Elias came to talk to you i, I i'm trying to balance uh, <laughs> oh, because, well, you know,
1: because always because she always does It's, it's not it's not a thing for me like it's like you know, a little bit before then, and then ever since then, she's, you know, she's always just present with me, you know, and, 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 you know, one part of being non-physical or not having a physical body, you can be 500 places at one time, you know, and you can be received by anybody who's, who's in tune and who's listening, Mm. so that, that, I mean, like I said, that's always been my normal, regular life, and, um, but once I started to get In contact with um with more musicians and more people who created music like Prince and Michael Jackson and um
0: is this after they passed or is it before mm they oh afterwards okay
1: yes so this is all in their transitioning you know they once they begin to help me make music static major is another person who and he actually wrote with Aaliyah
0: Mm, you have a player So,
1: mm -hmm, so um once I once I begin to to make these contacts more and more it let me know even further like wow this is really what I'm here to do and it's bigger than just making music and being famous you know it's about um, getting people through tough times you know it's about encouraging people with music it's about talk using your platform to talk about things that are encouraging and healthy for for people, you know what I'm saying? It's not just about being famous and making money. And, and that's what those people were on the planet doing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They wanted to make a difference. And so just because they don't have their physical bodies no more, they're still working. They're working through all of us. And so, you know, I, I'm i a part of that and I, I'm blessed to be a part of that, you know.
0: So, I mean, I, I guess what you're what you, you, you alluding to is, is to a lot of people could be seen as, wow, that's, 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 um, uh, because most, most people are, um, so sort of seen as believing and, 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 and might, might be really like, wow, I'm taken aback by, by that. And I just wonder, um, especially now within the industry, is it, no, do, you, do, do people, is it, cause as you're saying it here, it's almost as if, oh yeah, it's, 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 it's almost yeah. seems very nonchalant. But yeah. do you have the sort of conversations when you're working with other people? Like, yeah, I've just had a you know had a conversation yesterday, and they're like, oh, okay. What did she say over there? Like,
1: mm-hmm. how, how do you? Well well, 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 so here's the thing about I don't work with a lot of people all the time. So my 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 immediate circle is very intimate. Yeah. So um, they know I've been like this forever, and so you know they're used to it, and a lot of things have been intertwined with them you know so they already know that you know they're already used to to things like this um but but as far as outside people you know because i had to grow to realize that this was different you know i you know you coming up as a kid you're not thinking that you have you thinking everybody is doing this
0: yeah
1: you know but but you know when i when i started to be um Externalized what was happening to me with my mom and things like that she was like huh oh she, oh wow you know so I was like what you mean like you don't this doesn't happen to you this doesn't happen to dad this doesn't happen to my brothers you know and then I was like oh so it was a it was a relief to get older and find you know different mediums and things like that and to see you know it on tv you know the fbi uses um people who use their psychic minds to feel Mm -hmm. things out and stuff like that it's just it's all it is is i think really like a sensitivity you know and i'm an audio person so i'm able to hear different frequencies i'm more sensitive to different frequencies maybe higher frequencies than you know the average ear you know i think everybody has some type of you know, extra sense. Yeah. You know, and it's just it can go away if you don't tap into it. But if you do tap into it, you know, it's yours for a reason. So you should be using it and putting it towards you know your purpose.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've, when I've, as I said, I've been doing this show for for a while and, and sp- spoken to different musicians and and songwriters from groups and Grammys and stuff. And 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 they when they they'll they'll they credit their 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 ability to sing and and write a song to to god they'll say you know I'm, I'm saying you sit on the piano then a melody comes in you're writing and those the lyrics just come up and i said well how is that possible and they say well it's a spiritual gift from from god because it's it's you know it's almost as if it's floating and they were in the position to receive it so because it, that separates those who can perform and sing and do that from the rest of us and and, and i guess in you in some ways you're also attributing a lot of your spiritual um, giftings that you are, it is a gift that you have and you are making yourself available to connect and hear and receive inspiration and to, to move forward. Um, and I and I guess it's one of the things that um, those who are close to you probably got, got used to it. And I guess it's the kind of thing where <laughs> If, if they if they were freaked out about it i'm sure they would say you know it's uh, i don't think so and, and move on or, or did you have any of that
1: um if i did have any of that I'm, any of I'm your know.
0: friends or close ones who said ah oh, you know this is just a little too much um I'm, I'm, I'm no
1: no and you want to know why because you know people who are non-physical they don't just come to you just to come to you and they can see so there's no time with them so you know how like we can't see tomorrow until we experience tomorrow there's no today tomorrow for them it's just vision they can see everything all the times and so they're not going to come to you for a show so so i'm saying that to say a lot of times my friends found out because you know, their grandmother has transitioned and become non-physical and they have something to tell them. So, so for instance, my friend, my, my very best friend, we were sitting in the kitchen and I was like, I was like, Hey, you know, your grandmother who has transitioned, she wants to say something to you. So, you know, I don't never push it on anybody or I don't ever start the conversation without their consent. So, you know, once she says she's open to it, you know, (laughs) Her grandmother had told us that one of her cousins were pregnant, and the cousin wasn't telling anybody because she was afraid and this and that and the third, but she said, you know, I need you to know so that you can call her and tell her that it's okay. And um, so once we had that conversation, she called her cousin, mm. and her cousin started crying she was like oh my gosh how did you know yes i am pregnant and um she said grandma told me and you know she you know she was like you know i want you to know it's okay so i'm saying they come with a purpose they don't come just to show that this person can do this or that like it's 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 very purposeful and meaningful so everybody around me if they exp- like i don't just come and say hey i'm getting this message from this person no okay You know they're coming with so if they know it's because something has happened to where somebody wants to speak to them Mm -hmm. and um it it just made complete total sense in their lives to where they know you can't just make this up how would Mm -hmm. i know i don't even know the girl or anything you know so so yeah
0: so because we we got to 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 where you you met messi in in 2015 Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And and I noticed that you had let me try and look at it. One for the bottle, twenty fourteen, and and I just saw it I was just as we we're preparing for this. And I saw, I thought, like, oh, it's a nice little track. But yeah. it was six years ago. What happened? How what happened with that? And
1: so what happened was um, I was get I was getting involved, and I started to notice things. Like I said, I started to notice, you know, people in. in...
0: So so you're getting involved. I don't. I,
1: so I was, I was walking towards the industry. So I was okay. getting, you know, I, I started to get contracts and I started to have conversations with people that could make things happen. Okay. Um, Radio wise or whatever. And um, I was noticing politics. And I was noticing things like you couldn't always be open with things that were happening to you. There's like a secrecy and um, you know being careful with talking about like even me being such a spiritual person you can't always be open if depending on your path you know things scare people away things um, intimidate people so on and so forth and that um that made me be like whoa because stuff was going really really fast and I was like um <clears throat> I need to step back and I need to really define who I want to be, what I want to do here, how long I want to do it, who I want to do it with, why I want to do it. Like I had to step back and I had to um, just define a lot of things for myself. So, so not, so that was that gap, you know? <laughs>
0: okay, okay. So um, at this time you, your husband were you guys together because I know and, and the reason I say this is the I think what the me too movement exposed to us um was how perilous, how how dangerous or how vulnerable female artists were both singers and movie and, and in film and and I think as you're approaching in the industry it's quite easy to um you know, I, I one of the things that I have always been passionate about music, even though I can't sing or play. But what I noticed is that you'd have a, a a young artist singer female, she'd come natural, maybe out of church and she's singing. Then by the second album she's almost like a you know, striptease and it she just continues to go down that path before she then no one's no one's buying her stuff and it just it was always heart disheartening to see every artist having to change who they were and stuff. And so, but they had no choice. It was like, take it or leave it. Yes. So in those early days, having your husband then, was it, were you able to make sure lines and boundaries weren't crossed when they were coming? Um,
1: My husband, me and my husband, <clears throat> I'm so glad that we started out as very best friends so we didn't we didn't approach each other like I'm trying to impress you you're trying to impress me so we can get together we always had an honest friendship you know we were naturally attracted to each other with what we did and everything like that Mm. and so how he played a role was he was always my friend you know, when I was going through different things and going to different auditions and experiencing different stuff in the industry, he was always my friend and he always encouraged me to define who I am, who are you? Who do you want to be? You know, and you can't go out and look. You know, a lot of people go look for who they are. You have to decide. You have to decide. And once you decide, you know, you have to stick with that uncircumstantially, you know. So if I want to say that um, I'm a loving person, I have to be loving uncircumstantially when people aren't loving to me, you know, when I don't have the, the ideal circumstances to be loving. I still have to be loving if I'm saying that's who I am. And so he helped me a lot when it came to that. But I still had to experience life. I still had to, you know, navigate my way through different um, people. And he taught me to, you know, don't try to change people. You know, accept people for who they are. That's a part of loving. And just know that that's not necessarily for you. You know, but don't become opposition to them or try to influence them to be more like you no accept them for who they are embrace them for who they are and know what's for you and what is it so mm-hmm. he helped me a lot with with that and I'm so grateful because I do think that I would have been the type of personality like this is going on and this is what's happening and everybody needs to you know <laughs> and that's not that's not the way that's not the way because you know like you were mentioning the women that are going through you know a part a part of being human is going through your sexuality and during those those years of you you turning 21 22 23 you're figuring it out you know and some people have to figure it out in front of the world you know and it's a it's a it's a defining time you have to find out you know and define who you are sexually you know what you're attracted to how far do you want to go with your sexuality what do you want to bring forth and what do you want to use your sexuality for because it is a powerful magic tool and it does feel amazing you know and we can use sex to do so many different things we can use sex to manifest we can use sex to heal we can use sex to connect um um ethereally to to even other beings you know um in in other worlds and other solar systems and And even closer to ourselves and closer to our partners so um you know and i think i think some people you know they they use that and they exploit that while you're going through that because that's the height of it Mm -hmm. you know that that's the height of it so they you you know they get you at that age and you know you're opening you want to find out so it's like you're opening your doors cuz you want to find out what's out there what's going on what's happening what can i do how powerful am i how powerful are you when we put our powers together what happens you know what i'm saying It's just yeah. all this stuff and so you know I, you know yeah that's that's how it is
0: <laughs> so 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 that means so you when you took the break from being cuz after you did the track is that when you said yeah i'm not ready to become to go out to present myself so you were looking to be writing and stuff was that was that the case
1: yeah I was like you know what I'm just going to continue to do my songwriting and as far as the artist I'm just going to take a break and I'm going to define who I am as an artist who do I want to be how far I'm willing to go how far I will not go those type of things so so I took those years to just um define myself and but in the midst of that I was still songwriting behind the scenes for different artists. I was still um, producing music. And now I've accumulated so much. You know, I have albums worth Mm -hmm. to where I know when when I do finally hit the peak of my popularity, it's gonna probably seem like, yo, this girl's an alien. Like how is (laughs) she coming up when it's really I just I I took a break. And so in that break, I was just cutting 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 records cutting records cutting records. so now i have an abundance so
0: <laughs> so during during that during that your sort of hiatus as a recording artist were there people that you that we you would have written for that we but we might have known
1: um so yeah i i still do i just you enough music- that
0: 2014 to to about 2019. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah so the music um it's not out yet okay i've written for keep sweat i've written for missy um missy even um i believe there's a there's an artist that was featured in one of her videos um i've written music for her i've written music for teddy riley um i've written music for I, i i've written music for for people the the music just isn't out yet Okay. So so whether these people are working on their albums or getting ready to release, um, I've written music with a lot of um, amazing producers, Battlecat, Cat um, Jelly Roll, uh, it's a, it's a, uh Needles. I've written music for these for these people. So we'll we'll see what, what happens. I think I think there was also timing in that because I was thinking like, oh, I'll just write music and be behind the scenes. But no, if one of those songs would have blew up yeah it would have dragged me in before I was ready, yeah well, I think that, and like I said, you know having these communications with um these non physical beings, you know whether people want to call them ancestors or angels, they're very angelic to me and with me, you know, and so I do think that they have a hand in like you know just overseeing some stuff and um when it has to do with timing and things like that, mm. so so yeah yeah yeah
0: <laughs> okay now i think there are two questions before we wrap up one of them was you going back to you 15 and you wanted to revolutionize the industry that mm-hmm. you were studying about contracts and and about publishing and deals and all that stuff so during your your sort of hiatus from being in the for in front of the screen how were you navigating that side how were you navigating setting up your publishing making sure that you were assigned to your own label if if that was Uh the case and 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 not being taken advantage of what were you doing
1: um so that that part was partially school it was partially um asking a lot of questions to the right people um i got involved with a guy named derek and he taught me how to set up my um sound exchange and my um my pro's and everything like that i was really honestly learning as i went i got everything you need to know about the music business the book
0: um, <laughs> i know that book yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's a popular book I, I started to just um watch a lot of tutorials about the music industry and um how to set yourself up properly to be a business owner and 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 to be in, an independent artist and earn a uh, a living so i did a lot of research um during that time as well to like get that stuff together
0: so yeah, so as it is you've set your own publishing you've set your own so you're yourself, selling us and stuff mm-hmm. now in, oh. and i guess in this time of black owned and everyone's saying that so you, it's almost as if are you in a position where okay you've got your package you, you since you created it on your own so you own your master's are you tempted to go look for a major label to say here I am push me out because one of my tracks are going to blow up or what's 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 it looking like
1: um no I, I'm not tempted to to go look um but I have been presented to labels and I'm, I'm probably being presented right now as we speak um but I'm looking to do more of a partnership, if anything, um, because I would, I would literally need the reason, like everything that a label would do, Mm. um, I've been able to do that independently on my own. Um, I've been able to get, um, high-end, high-quality producers. Um, I record myself, I mix myself, I master myself, um, I write my own music, um, I can hire PR teams and marketing teams on my own. Mm-hmm. So um, if, if there were to be a, a label situation, it would have to be unique. Um, and it would have to be probably more of a partnership. So I'm not looking for them. I'm sure they're going to maybe potentially come looking for me at some point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking for them to look for me. If 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 that is if that is in the cards if that is in the destiny and I'm not the type of person like oh I'm independent I'm not gonna like it's nothing like that you know it just has to be right yeah you know it just has to be right and if it's right I have no problem with partnering and um you know bringing some amazing stuff to the world.
0: Now I think as we wrap up I mean you mentioned um, and I noticed Brian. Morgan and um, Teddy all calling your names and stuff. And I, and, I, and I guess the interesting thing is how that has developed where you've now been, you know, Teddy Riley says, compared you to Tammy Lucas. Now, if you ask anyone who knows New Jack Swing, she sang on Goodbye Love. I mean, that's how far back, 88. Yes. So she's done Is It Good For You? She did the Black Street album, Tonight's Tonight. So she's been with him. You know, high five struck. She's been in the background of her writing and stuff. So yeah. he says, I'm comparing you to Tammy Lucas. And so that, that's sacrilege to do to Jack fans. But it's almost like, wow, what did you bring to the table that he could just see, wow, be amazed? Because I know he's a music creator and he yeah. depends heavily on writers.
1: But mm-hmm. he saw something
0: in you that he could evoke Tammy's name.
1: Yeah, I, I think he's seen himself in me. I think he's seen. Um, the love for music you know the passion and the desire and and the purpose you know we have purpose in music and like i said teddy riley produced um remember the time so i found out at his house oh you didn't know i no i no i found out at his house that the that the video was released on my birthday okay i, I didn't know okay but, i knew that he produced some of the because you have to understand when i was coming up even from afar he doesn't even know this but even from uh from the whinings, um there was moments in my life to where i would hear a teddy riley production and it would literally remind me why i was on the planet to get to that So Teddy's sound, New Jack Swing, raised me as a creator. My choices and the things that I make sure that I incorporate came from Blackstreet, came from Guy, came from all of these different things that Teddy had his hands in. So he literally raised me. So I think when I play music, he hears his he hears someone that his music has raised and it attracts him because he's listening to himself and he's listening to an interpretation that he um confirms that that he's okay with that is like this is impressive Mm -hmm. you know so i think and it's also in it's also inventive we're not completely copying but we're 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 doing our interpretation of what new new jack swing and what the magic of teddy riley sounds like now mm. so i think that is what attracts him to to me and my husband mm.
0: <laughs> so but so i mean uh, privacy it came out mm-hmm. did it come out last year
1: privacy came out this year to 2020
0: okay it came out this year so um So so what was the the meaning behind, not not the actual video of the song, but I'm just thinking, Uh were you just thinking I'm ready now to come out so this is going to be my first track or what happened?
1: (laughs) You know what I'm saying? That's a good question. So I had took my hiatus and in the midst of that, you know, I'm getting to know different producers and I was, so when you're a songwriter, you write the song for the artist, right? and the artist cuts the record and you hear it back and you know whatever I was getting records back and I was like this is not it (laughs) and it and it was like I think I have to sing it myself and I was like okay I'm here now I'm mature I'm ready I know what I want I know what I what I how I wanted to do and so something was just like release privacy because I wrote privacy for Tiana Taylor and I was supposed to go to her house and present it to her because I don't really like to send records out to the artists anymore I like to be there and press play them to get to know me me introduce myself and so um I was actually in Vegas with Teddy so I couldn't make it to to the meeting so I missed the meeting and I just had the song but I wrote it for that so i was just kind of like i'm gonna release it and just see what happens and from that as soon as i released it i know as soon as i come out with something i'm like a magnet and i just attract all of these different things and and so you know i released it and it got on the radio and 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 from there is is, it's probably on like 25 syndicated stations um I got different offers to do different things and uh but but because of covid it kind of put like a little space in between being able to perform and everything like that but it got it definitely got attention people got to see what i'm able to do on my own with no budget no label no anything you know so i think i think that attracted people like okay i think she's the real deal <laughs> wow
0: wow yeah. so it was well with the it could attract that he because i got because i saw I I, I I followed with yeah I, i'm i setting off to do an interview with him in, in a month or two and so That's when he good. was playing his yeah. new one by never and i was thinking okay that, that was you singing on a track that he was producing for you or what was yeah. that
1: yeah i i'm so glad that I met Brian. I'm so glad that I ran into Brian and um because of the things that I was doing I had released a song and you know little things on the internet of the, of these producers speaking on my behalf um and mentioning to me and putting my name out there I think I had the the weight enough to start introducing myself and presenting myself telling them what I've done in the past. And um them like, "Okay, well come on over. Let's let's see what we can do." And the first track me and Brian did was oh my god it's so good and from there we just kept going. And so now this is his favorite track. Okay. But before the one we did was was his favorite track. So I think it's going to keep going like that. Like he's such an amazing producer to have produced SWV, one of our favorite groups. Mm-hmm. One of our favorite R&B groups, you know what I'm saying? And in the songs they just last for for the test of time year after year after year it's like that's what i'm creating for you know i want this time this stuff and who who better than to connect with people that's doing time and stuff then brian then teddy then battle cat then you know what i'm saying these people that just have this stuff that just explodes and you know stands the test of time
0: yeah, so you're you're dropping these big names, and and I'm thinking, okay, you you don't have Universal or Sony
1: no. push or
0: Warner Brothers pushing you, and these and these guys are like, yeah, we you know singing your praises and I can't wait to work for you. I'm thinking, but uh-huh. so it's either you've got some an angel knocking on doors and saying you've got to give <laughs> it a chance, and it will blow up and you get your money later, but it's it's it, it, I guess because you have to sense the lot of singer-songwriters who are thinking how come i've been working the streets i've been performing i've been doing my stuff but i'm not meeting these these big producers who are singing my praises who are offering to work with me without getting mm-hmm. half a million <laughs> th- into in their bank account what do you think has made it that people like teddy and brian and, and others have, w- want to work with you w- unless you're giving them big cash checks up at front
1: w- yeah yeah w- yeah well, well, you know, like I said before, I really think that they're identifying with their own sound. So I've allowed my, I've, um, I've aligned myself with the producers who has raised my ear. So this is where I get my musical ear from and where I get my choices from, Mm. you know? And so I think when I send them something that I've done, like, hey, check me out. You know, Teddy really opened up the door for me. Teddy really will get the credit for discovering me um and i think that them he- them hearing the things that they love from music so i would tell the songwriters out there or, or the singers or whatever you know align yourself with the music that you really love and find those people that produced those records you know, and get yourself in alignment with that sound, with that genre of music, because people love to hear themselves and they love to hear what they love out of music through you. And that's why they bring you on, okay. you know? So, okay. yeah.
0: So, I mean, what should we expect? Um, I mean, we're, we're we have three or four months at the end of the year. So are we expecting anything else from you this year or, or next year? What, what's, the, what's the plan?
1: Oh my gosh, you heard it here first. So I am releasing a mixtape November 17th, 2020. Um, It's interesting because November 17th has always been like my release date for projects. Okay. I picked it out because um, of the eight. So the 17th, that's an eight. Okay. Okay. so I, I just an eight represents infinity. So you know me being in alignment with the music, wanting it to last. I always make sure that eight is in there. So um, yeah, I'm releasing a mixtape. There are going to be eight songs, like okay. always. <laughs> and um, uh, and then I have, like I said, I have music with Brian. I have music with Teddy. I have music with Battle Cat. That I cannot wait for you guys to hear um i'm just i'm just so excited to have all of this amazing stuff just lined up for everybody here so but yeah the the most the closest thing that i know of so far will be the mixtape november 17 2020
0: so just for those of us who aren't um, hip-hop fans who understand when you get a mixtape you're just having different stuff on there so uh-huh i would assume we would have thought it would be an ep where you're just having a little small album of of stuff what Mm -hmm. what would for your what is the mixtape that you're going to be releasing what
1: (laughs) so 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 here's the thing so with these eight records they all have samples in them okay i i thought i wanted it to be like a nostalgic type of feel for some of the songs that we've loved in the past and we would like to hear revamped and revised so um we sampled music in all eight of the songs and i would have to go through this whole thing of getting it clear and everything like that to you know put it on so i so i was like you know what let's just put it out as a mixtape because you can put it out as a mixtape because you aren't selling it Ah, so mm hmm like so that's so that's why i was like uh i can like write because i know everybody is waiting on stuff because they hear they're hearing everybody mention me in interviews and things like that so they're like who is this chick where she come from Was she (laughs) why is everybody talking about her like why is everybody talking about this girl so i'm going to because you know all of the they have the music they know what i do but the fans they're just looking like why is these big people talking about her? Who is this girl? Yeah. So, you know what? going will put out a mixtape so you guys can kind of have an idea as to why. So, is
0: mixtape, <laughs> is it, so you're not going around giving us free tapes or what Does it mean you're going to release it on YouTube? <laughs> How does that work?
1: So, actually, I found an interesting kind of thing I have my own website so I'm gonna put it on my website but you know one thing that's important for me is to restore the mechanical royalty um, with musicians that's went away and we've kind of just took a big hit because music is not physical anymore we can't give CDs so I was like we can't give tapes so I was like how can I replace that? I think that's highly important figuring out how to make music back physical again. Um, I heard today that vinyls are selling more than CDs, of course, because it's cool to have a vinyl. Yeah. It's not cool to have a CD player. <laughs> so, you know, maybe, I don't know, maybe we can make tapes back cool again. But what I did was I found these little keychains. And the keychains have like um, a code on it to where you can take your phone and it'll scan the code for you, and it'll take you right to the pro- project. Okay. So I said, I'm not selling the project, but I can sell the keychain. Okay. So for me, that's restoring the mechanical royalty, because I can sell the, the, and I'm not selling the music, I'm just selling the keychain. Okay. But the keychain, the link on it so that you can get the music for free. So you're buying the keychain and you're getting the the music for free. So that's just something that I came up with. I'm gonna keep coming up with different things. Yeah, I, yeah but I, I I'm really passionate about you know getting artists their independence back so that they can have their careers how they want them to be and they don't necessarily have to depend on somebody else to, to do things
0: for them. So, yeah. Yeah, no, that, I mean, that's very, that's very creative. But then again, you've got very creative. You've got links <laughs> of a creative uh, people around you and stuff, but, and, but you, you, you are right. I think one of the issues I had in the late 80, late nine early nineties was how the labels were selling a CD for eight, uh, 15, $20. And they were just ripping people off um, and 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 when Napster came out it says well you don't need to buy the stuff um, you can just download it for free and that's when iTunes came in and then Apple and stuff where but the labels for them they lost a lot of money up front but then they signed on these big deals so even though the artist isn't getting a lot the labels are you know they've got a hundred years worth of revenue streams and your licensing right. deals so they're making so much money that it doesn't matter that you that the artists are aren't, aren't making stuff so um and, and i guess it's important that the artists you create music it's almost like if you, you make a painting you sell it once and then somebody else keeps selling it and makes all the money afterwards and yeah. so and yes. i think it's important to realize that the labels will say here's a million dollars advance but they know they're going to get a 100 million from your life's work and you'd only get that million and, and i think what artists need to learn is are we in this for the long haul? Do I want to own my stuff and continue to own my own my stuff and slowly generate the income or do I want it quickly in my face and then realize yes. from Michael Jackson to Prince to even Kanye right now they've all complained about even yes. Michael Jackson who he was who probably generated over a billion realized yes. at the end of the day these guys and Prince the same thing. And so if these yes. are the biggest artists that we've seen complain. Mm people still aren't listening because it's the quick, fast money, fast fame uh, Mm -hmm. that has really distorted them.
1: Yeah. And I'm so, I commend Kanye for um, what he's, I'm not saying that Kanye is perfect, but I commend Kanye for um, taking that step and showing his, 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 his contracts. And then not only that, but creating a blueprint. Um, for how he feels that maybe going forward, contracts can can kind of redesign, and um, <clears throat> I'm just all for stuff like that. I'm all for people being able to pick how they want their artist career to go, and um, so so I'm I'm happy to to see that, and I'm happy to be a part of it. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, <laughs> so, I mean after Appreciate the time you've, you've spent, you know, going through your little life history and, and um, taking us through almost like a song up, down and around and stuff like that. Are we gonna see videos? I, I think one of the things that I, as I said, I never sang, I never played, but I always was one of those people that thought that artists didn't do enough of behind the scenes videos, you know, making, why don't you record when you were making yeah. Laying down the vocals so that you have stuff for, for fans to, to be able to see. You know, you don't mm-hmm. need to spend a million dollars on a video. You could just get someone recording you. I think the, I saw the little documentary you did when you were doing, I think it was on your site, so showing how you come up with a creative process mm-hmm. of music. And I'm thinking, well, you could have been recording a song and then at the background we're watching that as a video and stuff. Yeah. Oh, are we going to be able to see anything, any live performances, yeah. any... Yeah.
1: Yeah, you guys are going to be able to see a lot more now that I'm stepping out as an artist.
0: Okay.
1: Because, you know, before, even though there's, you know, there's there's a, uh, I have a reputation, it's been from the back. You know, so now that I'm coming forth as an artist, you guys will start to, you know, privacy was my first video. So, you know, it was released earlier in the year and... Um, So we're going to continue to to do things like that was kind of like my test run to see, like, (laughs) do y'all want it? Because, you know, I'm not going to I'm not going to get in the kitchen and cook if y'all don't want to eat. So tell me. We hungry. We want to eat. We want the mistake, We want videos. We want pictures. It's like okay, I'm gonna come. I'm gonna come cook for you. Know I'm cooking up for y'all. For y'all to enjoy yourselves. And y'all saying y'all want it, so y'all gonna get it. Y'all gonna get it in the best way. So y'all gonna see a lot of things behind the scenes, in front of the scenes, on the side of the scenes.
0: <laughs>
1: y'all see, oh, I'm gonna open myself up and 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 um, you know, really let you guys into. To this stuff because it's really amazing and it's really important for me to show people creating with this. I didn't have to depend on anybody, I didn't have to do anything I didn't want to do. I just, you know, dedicated myself to my vision. And I want people to see you can apply this to whatever you're doing, whether it's art, music, you know, clothes. Uh, uh, you know, business ventures, whatever it is, you can apply this to it. Family, you can apply this and stick to it and see your see your visions come to life.
0: Yeah. So. Well, I, I can't end by an accent about, you know, you, you're wearing a t-shirt um, the sort of, mm-hmm. I remember Janet Jackson's, um, what, what was the name of her album that she, that, is it a Janet album?
1: Um, I, I, I thought this was a, um, I, when I seen this, this was a Rolling uh, Stone cover. From the magazine, I'm not sure which album. If it was a, I don't know if it was an album cover. Yeah,
0: yeah, it 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 was it was the album with um 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 that's the way love goes on it. Was was it? That 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 that, was that was on. I think I can't remember right now. That was her first album with Virgin.
1: Janet? Was it on like just Janet? It,
0: it, It could be. Was that album? Yeah, it, it it could be, but I, I was <laughs> but I was wondering though. I mean, so, is that what inspired you to take it? And, and it was that
1: absolutely, Jen yes, <laughs> yes, such an influence for me because of how free she was with her sexuality um, and how powerful she was with her sexuality, like. I, I just I just I just love everything about Janet. I love the music that she that she created. Um and I and I do hope to do something with Janet. Something. <laughs> I, would like, I would like to do an, an album for her, you know, but if if it's not that Elisa song, um I just I just love and adore Janet and her power, her her stage presence, everything she's been able to do stand, stand the test of time as well. So um I definitely wanted to honor and commemorate Janet with my artistry, you know, because I, I don't want you know, certain artists they should never disappear. And it's our job to keep them.
0: <laughs> yeah. It was <laughs> our a job
1: j- the present.
0: Yeah, it was a Janet. It was a Janet album. um okay. yeah, it was I, I okay. That was one of my first free five hour CDs I bought. Yeah, it was it was a Janet album. And 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 you're 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 right. There are some Artists who, you know, look at Shade, Anita Baker, people who just have a, a tone, a voice, a style that is just irreplaceable. You know, Patty LaBelle, we heard about her. I mean, they're just, you know, and, I, and the sad thing is that we, we're not creating artists like that now in mm-hmm. the 80s and, and, and the early 90s. The labels were helping develop individuality. So you had a Luther who was very different and, and they, you know, James Ingram and people, Bryce and Freddie Jackson, they, um, yeah. they were able to be different. They didn't have to look like sex symbols. They could yeah. have their voice. And, um, we, 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 we embraced that. Yeah. Now artists are very similar in how they look. It is very much, um, the videos <laughs> are the same, it, how they sound. It's very much influenced yeah. by hip hop because hip hop, it's very hard to be individual in hip hop. So everyone's sounds, also tuned out, sound the same. It's cheap to, yeah. to put out there. The record labels aren't putting so much in. And
1: yeah. so
0: we have been starved by real great music. So you see a generation of people going mm. back to the 90s and looking back to, to going into these 90s experiences because it's like, look, that's when people put their time in the music. They sang about stuff, it was very different, and, and unfortunately it's very hard. And then and when I speak to, they they, they they say the same thing, how hip-hop really... Not blaming hip-hop, but blaming how the industry made hip-hop very much pop culture, and, and they saw if we can push hip-hop across both black and white audiences, we can make more money. Country protected themselves, R&B didn't. It just, Got overwhelmed by hip hop. So now it's a hip hop artist featuring an Humboldt star. Back in the yeah. day, it was hip, yeah. So, uh, so we're stopped by music, we're stopped by really great arts and talents and, and, and stuff. And I just wonder if people like yourselves, the vision you had when you were 15, if, if you're going yeah. to, how you might see making this change.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's our. It, if this is your calling, you know, it's our responsibility to keep the essences of blues and jazz and classical music. Because, I mean, you know, it's not just about the the music, it's about how it stimulates the brain and how it inspires people to think and create things. I really think it is um, the intersection, because, you know, musicians uh, were pulling things out of the air and we're Mm -hmm. creating and we're telling you how it sounds we're interpreting it but I really feel that is the intersection of heaven and earth so I really think that being in that in this intersection if you're a person who can pull that creativity out the sky and 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 bring it to heaven so I mean bring it to earth so people can hear what heaven sounds like Mm -hmm. you know we we have a duty we have a calling and we shouldn't um we shouldn't abuse that, you know, to make entities that don't necessarily care about us or, or our future. You know, we, we should make sure that we empower ourselves and put ourselves in positions to where we can use it how we see fit. Mm-hmm. And, and it starts here, believing in yourself and visualizing it and making the decisions and choices that are only in alignment with your vision. You know, don't let people trick you to not believe in yourself. You don't even let the world trick you. If you don't see resources, that's okay because your inertia, you're going, you going, your movement is going to attract and magnetize those things to you. I'm living proof. I wasn't born with a silver spoon in my mouth. I've literally created everything that you see around me happening out of this. Mm-hmm. Okay, I created it out of this. So I want people to know to just go. Keep going. Don't get discouraged. Um, Don't feel like, oh, well, I have to wait till I get this or I have to wait till I get this. No, you don't. Mm -hmm. No, you don't. Create it with what you have. Do what you can. And it will magnetize to you. I promise you. (laughs) I promise (laughs)
0: you.
1: But it will happen. And you will be happy. No matter if it happens tomorrow or ten years, you're gonna be happy when it happens. I promise. You.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I always end asking my guests: If you were stuck in an elevator and you were given a choice of a movie to watch while they get the elevator fixed, what mm-hmm. movie would you ask to watch?
1: Boomerang. Okay. Wow. <laughs> Boomerang it has to be Boomerang. Boomerang. Oh my God, I love that movie. I love like the '90s. I love Eddie Murphy. I love. Um, Holly Berry, Holly Berry is actually from my hometown. Okay. She's from Denver. Um, Yeah, so it would have to absolutely. And then the music, oh my God, there's a song in there. It's called Heaven. I go spending time with you, la la, just like heaven. Oh my God, it's so <laughs> beautiful. I love that song. So I love the, the soundtrack. That was the New Jack Swing era. Which I absolutely love, you know what I'm saying? Yeah,
0: so yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Boom, <right. laughs> and so and I guess the second question was always if they had to say, Okay, we're getting a movie in and to put on, what song would you want to play while we before the movie comes on? What would it be then? What song would I want
1: to play before the movie comes on? Yeah,
0: before they put on the movie, they said hey, yeah, we can play we'll play a song for you.
1: Oh <laughs> I'm going to say, see, that's a hard choice because I have so, it, it would depend on what kind of mood I'm in. Like, do I want to hear something sexy? Do I want to hear something inspiring? Do I want to hear something like, what do I want to hear? Do I want to hear something to rile me up? Like, what do I want to hear? There's all these different ways that I can go, but.
0: Well, most people think about if you had your song that this is my song, life or death, I got to play my song. I mean. Oh, we- my song? Oh, wait, no, 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 not your personal song, but a song, like.
1: Jesus. Um, I don't. Mm, it might not be made yet. I think I, I'm going to, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go make that song. <laughs> 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 I'm going to go make that song. I, I, you know, there's so many different things that I, that I can pick. You know what i mean for different reasons so ah that's just too hard of a, of a question but i'm gonna go make like that for sure
0: so before <laughs> the song comes out and i'm sure i'll enjoy it you can think of a, a good uh, mine is later in my life michael jackson i you know night and day I, oh, I, I,
1: <laughs> so that's, <a> good one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's a, you know that's a, so just as soon as there was a song that you're like okay you know <laughs>
1: Mm-mm-mm. That's a really, really good one. Uh, you know what? I just, I, I can't. This is so, this is so much. I can't do it. <laughs> no, you can pick this eight cents. <laughs> Jeez Louise. When I think of all of the you know cuz I just like all different at least can I just pick an artist if it has to be an artist it will be Nat King Cole. So whatever he's singing I'm happy with it.
0: Okay, so we've got a lot of his tracks. You know what? You know?
1: I'll pick I'll pick The Christmas Song. I'll pick when Nat King Cole sings Um. What? 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 what, Uh. uh, Though it's been said many times, many ways. (laughs) That song. Okay. Nat King Cole. That. I mean, that's just. uh, This is magic. Every time Nat King Cole sings, I'm just smiling. <laughs> you know what I mean? If I was alive during that time, Nat, <laughs> yeah. that would be all me. <laughs> I love that man. Oh, <laughs> Nat King Cole.
0: <gasps> now, I've probably done over forty of these, and and this is the longest I've had someone come up with a track. <laughs> I'm like, fuck can...
1: it. <laughs> that is a hard, you have to understand i listen to so much music all the time. it's so hard to pick something like that but you know if I, it would have to be nat and anything anything he sings i'm happy
0: <laughs> see I, I i've got i said lady in my life my number one uh, christopher williams um, all i see is in my top three and mm, um man. and uh, and then um, luther's uh, house is not a home so I, I i know that these are like three songs i always cherish but michael's the lady in my life is just is in fact is so powerful that I, I i don't listen to it too often so i don't want to sort of spoil it's like okay every two months i can have a little snippet <laughs> of it and put it... I, have, I
1: have that too <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: but uh yeah I, it, we spent a long time i appreciate the time it was really interesting mm-hmm. uh, great listening and talking to you um you know, just hearing your journey, hearing, hearing, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's very fascinating story that you, 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 you have and stuff. And, um, but uh, I'm, um, and I can't wait to see how the music, um, that comes out sort of mirrors your colorful, inspirational life that we've, we've, we've heard today and stuff. Thanks for watching. Please remember to subscribe to the channel. But most importantly, to press the notification bell so that you can be notified when we do have a new interview, loads to come. But thanks a lot for watching.